Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Well, dudes, some news, some real, actual, tangible news, dude. Well, the draft happened. There's lots of news, dude. There's lots of news, but I want to lead with uh, us not qualifying Taylor Doherty, dude. Can we talk about this? Really? No. Okay. <laughs> like, that's what we're going to lead with? <laughs> You're the listeners. Click. <laughs> dude, I mean, we, we've been uh, lamenting the lack of a goalie or goalie news. All the goalies flying off the board. And the Sharks did get their goalie just hours ago from hours the Boston ago. Bruins, just in time for our podcast, dude. How are you? I'm doing great, dude. I, I mean, the draft happened. Uh, we were planning on watching the draft together the first round, and we weren't able to do that. Actually, in retrospect, that was probably a blessing because, frankly, that first round was pretty boring. The second day of the draft, very exciting. Yeah, things happened. There were, there were definitely moves that happened before the draft that were of interest things uh three you know pretty decent names you know moving switching teams yep. uh deals that I was disappointed that the sharks were not on the other end of um a deal in the draft that I was surprised that the sharks were maybe involved in in, in at some point but um I don't know where do we start dude we've got we've got to talk about Martin Jones we've got the Brendan Dillon deal we've got the draft we've got the trades we've got free agency coming we've got so much to talk about we got Bob Bugner yeah Bob, let's start with Bob Bugner <laughs> and uh Johan Hedberg is yeah. coming in to be the goalie coach well let's start with coaching then so okay. like you said Bob Bugner is a ex-NHL player rumored to be involved as maybe one of the new assistant coaches also talk of Steve Spot and Adam Oates who we had talked about on previous shows there's no surprise there so Peter DeBoer expects there's going to be uh assistant coaches in place by the time there's the uh prospect uh camp which is next week very soon (laughs) so we're we're gonna see some guys come on board so that's pretty much what we have to say about coaching anything you'd like to add no let's get to good stuff yeah good stuff is the draft dude so the Sharks did not trade the number nine oh my god let's start with this dude okay so the rumors going into the day, right? Yes. Well, the Sharks were connected with many rumors. One was that they were chasing the number three pick with uh, Arizona uh, involved in some sort of deal there. Arizona did not trade that pick. They ended up selecting the player there at number three. And then the the rumor that almost made us weep and vomit at the same time <laughs> was the number nine for Kevin Bieksa and Eddie Lack. And their later pick or something like yeah, that, right? Yeah, yeah. which uh, was wildly irritating. Yes, uh, to even think that that was uh, on the board. God, I hope that it was never part of the discussions. Right. Uh, although we, clearly Eddie Lack was available because he got moved for a second and a seventh later in the day, but a second? Uh, I thought it was a third. I, mean, they, it, I looked it up as a second. Oh, I don't know. I stand corrected. Um, I thought it was a third, too. I think it was originally reported as a third. Maybe it's a second. I don't know. We can, we can take a peek, dude. Uh, one of the many goalies moved. But the whole Kevin Bieksa business, this was mm-hmm. going down before the draft. Sharks rumored to be interested in Bieksa. Rumored that Bieksa came out to San Jose and looked for homes. Yeah. The Sharks were talking extension with Bieksa at the tune of $4 million per year. Yeah. And then the 
trade falls in the toilet. Yeah, falls it falls in the dumper because reportedly the Canucks wanted the Sharks' second round pick was one number thirty nine, I think. Right. Uh, and the Sharks were not willing to do it this year. They wanted to give them the twenty sixteen pick. And uh, the Sharks put that pick to good use, as we'll talk about in a little while. Right, so, which I think is where it fell apart. When when the kid, the defenseman, became available, mm-hmm. is it Waugh? Mm-hmm. It is Waugh. Uh, uh, became available, it was when they pulled out. Mm-hmm. And they offered you know, the, the, the second rounder in 2016 instead, and Vancouver didn't want it. And instead, the Sharks traded that second rounder and a second rounder in 2016 to get Waugh. Yeah, and uh, that they deemed to be more valuable, and I couldn't agree more. No. I mean, like that's the right play for this team now and for the future. I'm not, like I said at the time, I'm not opposed to Kevin Bieksa no. necessarily, but if you get Kevin Bieksa at the expense of drafting a guy who, by a lot of accounts, was a mid first round pick, could have been as high as a mid first round pick, and the Sharks got him in the second round, uh, then you do that. That's, oh, that, that's no choice at all. That would have been a huge, huge error mm-hmm. if they had done that. I mean, and, and it was alarming that the name of the players that moved, the name that we were linked to was the guy who is nearing the end of his effectiveness. <laughs> Kevin yeah. Bieksa. Right. Uh, Hagelin got traded. God, I would have loved Carl Hagelin. Me too. It's really Jeez. irritating that the Sharks didn't get him because that's the kind of deal where you've got a team bent over the cap. Yeah. They're bent over the cap. They've got to make a move. They take a young player in return for a more established veteran, a very good piece, a penalty killer, a top six forward in Carl Hagelin. And instead he goes to the Ducks who just get even freaking better. I know. Because they added him. And and that that I look at that I go, gosh, that's the age. That's the type of player you want. Not Kevin Bieksa, who, you know, uh, I think four years ago, we would have said, yes, you know, yes, we want Kevin Bieksa. Now mm-hmm. we go, well, I might want Kevin Bieksa for a year if we could get him for a fifth. Right. You know, but for a second plus an extension, five years of Kevin yeah. Bieksa till he's 39. Nah. No way. Yeah. Like, that's a terrible, terrible idea. Yeah. So, dude, let's talk. We did keep the number nine pick, right? We there did. were rumors Arizona was going to trade the third. Lots of Sharks fans were excited at the fact maybe the Sharks might be involved in trading up to get the number three overall pick. Maybe taking this kid Noah Hannafin, who ended up dropping to the Carolina Hurricanes, right? Which to me is a little weird pick on their account because they already have sort of a stud young defenseman. But I understand. I mean, it's you can, a different type of player. I think you can always use a guy like sure. that. And if you don't, if you don't think he's going to meld with your system, I'm sure there's only about 29 other teams that would be happy to take him off your hands. Right. So anyway, so the Sharks kept the number nine. Who's going to teach him to play the bongos? Hannafin with seven on waivers. <laughs> I know, Who's going to teach him? Yeah, they have to have a stand-in. <laughs> Maybe Cam Ward will teach him. Uh, so we dropped to number nine. There's a couple guys still on the board. Uh, I think the NHL.com dra- mock draft. Speaking of which, is there anything more boring than a mock draft? I'm just asking. Um, well, there's probably a few other things that I are more boring. It's, fa- it's fairly dull. It, it's yeah. really rarely of, accurate. <laughs> never accurate. <laughs> entirely dull. Anyway, uh, so Lawson Kraus was on the was still available, right? Which I know you liked Lawson. Krause. I did like Lawson Kraus, although when I looked at his numbers a little bit more, I was a little bit less excited because he reminded me of guess who he reminded me of a pick uh, Chicago made a few years ago that we liked at the time. Kyle Beach. Kyle Beach, who has, what, never played in the yeah, NHL. zero games. So 
you know, I, I understand that. And the Sharks go with this kid, another Swiss kid, Timo Meyer. Mm-hmm. What do we know about Timo Meyer? Well, he's a winger. He's got scoring touch. He's apparently got size. Uh, not uh, overly physical, but willing to go in the corner. I mean, it sounds like the Sharks have, over the last two years, acquired a speedy winger and a physical winger to play on either side of Tomas Hurdle, mm-hmm. which it sounds like that's what they're building towards here, right? Mm-hmm. They've got a front line of the future in Hurdle, in Meyer, and Godolbin <clears throat> that could be really effective if these kids pan out. Right. I, I like the idea of... You know, I think they took who they thought was the best player on the board, but it seems like a good match. You got a, a pretty big young center, a big winger, and a speedier goal scorer. Right. And there you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, if the Sharks are looking for a future top line, they've made an attempt to to draft one. Right. And um, I mean, with these picks, you never know, right? No, I mean, you, you never, never know, know for sure, but... But based on the analysis and, and what other people said, I mean, it seems like people who know way more than we do, it seems like a good pick. I mean, it seems like yeah. an, an effective pick. Could you have maybe picked Ratnan or, right. you know, uh, or Kraus, I guess. But it seems like this kid... Barzel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or Barzel. But um, but he Barzel slipped way further down. He slipped way down. So, you know, it, it, I think that this was pretty much agreed by most pundits as being a good strong pick it's funny how we talk about these guys as if we know anything about but we them. don't know jack we don't know anything nothing about, about them we guys. loved uh uh gabriel uh boudreau, boudreau yeah. and he got non-tendered we so. loved him last year <laughs> yeah, know, it's we, not like we loved him yeah, six years yeah. ago we loved him <laughs> last year so we don't know anything <laughs> right but bottom line is dude the sharks kept the pick they made a pick that they felt was the right pick and i applaud them for that instead of Turning it into Dion Phaneuf or trading down to get, you know, mm-hmm. an extra second. Like, that's a bunch of crap at mm-hmm. this point. Yeah. The Sharks needed to turn the number nine into Timo Meyer or Dougie Hamilton, which they didn't. Let's trans, let's, 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 let's jump into that. Yeah. Real quick, Dougie right? Hamilton. Dougie Hamilton uh, moves. Probably the biggest name that, that changed hands. So he goes for the 15 and two seconds, right? Right. And, if you think that the Sharks could have offered the nine and at the time the the thirty nine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they could have offered a second in two thousand and sixteen, um, or they had they had a third round pick they might have been able to offer so as well. One, instead. do you think the Sharks made an offer for Dougie Hamilton? And two, if they had, would you have been cool if they gave up two seconds and the nine? For Dougie Hamilton, who just signed a six-year deal at five and a half million dollars. No, and yes. <laughs> so you think the Sharks did not get in on this? No, I don't. And you would have been totally cool with it. Yes, I would have been cool with it too. I don't think a number one defenseman comes along all the time. <laughs> Almost never. And so if you can get your hands on it, and you look and you go, "Son of a yeah. gun," the Flames got Dougie Hamilton. So now they have like three franchise oh, defensemen. Oh man, I mean they are. Set, set up in such great shape and it's such a smart move they don't need to add three more kids you're already getting a kid right and hamilton's 22 right who's got you know oh 158 game nhl games mm-hmm. oh it's such a great move i mean the calgary is positioned to to, to really turn their fortunes around I, I can't imagine boston would not be more interested in the number nine overall pick which is why i think the sharks were not involved i think the sharks 
we're not offering or we're not willing to offer or whatever the number nine overall. Because if the Bruins wanted a high pick, why wouldn't they want the number nine? Or maybe there was somebody specific the Bruins were targeting that were going to be in that range. I don't know who the Bruins picked with the 15. Yeah. But but I, I can, you know, that's the only thing I can think of. I don't know why the Sharks wouldn't offer that. Although you are putting all your eggs in one basket, the Sharks would be. Like you said, the Flames have plenty of young kids to throw out there. The Sharks, not so much. Maybe they didn't want to get rid of three opportunities to draft the next Joe Pavelski and get Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, I, I, I kind of understand it. I don't agree with it, but I kind of understand it. It's a tough call for sure, but gosh, Dougie Hamilton would have solved a lot of problems on this team immediately. Mm-hmm. And, and it would have put you in a position to turn around and then you know, maybe look at making a different move, you know, uh, and seeing what else you can do to retool the look of this franchise, not just now, but in the future. I mean, a big trade that the Bruins made that I'm certainly glad the Sharks were not involved in is getting Milan Lucic for some hack goalie named Martin Jones (laughs) and a first round pick and a defensive prospect named Colin Miller. Of course, we're calling Martin Jones, the new Sharks goalie, a hack. The key here is that, you know, all that stuff for one year of Lucic, right? I love this deal for the Bruins. This is a great great deal deal for the Bruins. Milan Lucic has been fading the last couple of years. Yes. And he scored 30 goals once last year. He scored 18 right in the whole year. You know, this guy could could rejuvenate his career with the Kings and become more of a scoring threat again because they do have a lot of different scoring angles on that team. But he could also be scoring 10 goals in two years, in which case you don't want to be within 50 feet of the guy. Right. The Kings are going to look so wildly different next year. Justin Williams might be gone. Mike Richards is definitely gone. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Uh, Jared Stoll is likely gone. I doubt they're going to bring him back in his massive quantities of cocaine. Yeah. Uh, but uh, was it cocaine? It was, co- it was cocaine and ecstasy. Oh, good for him. Yeah, it was both. <laughs> Why have one when you can have Why? both? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's like peanut butter and jelly. Right. Just have them both. Yeah, yeah, so like- the Bruins now, by dealing Martin Jones to the Sharks have turned Lucic into two first-round picks. Which is a great move. It's a great move. Great for I them. Mean, so- they traded Lucic at exactly the right time, in my, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I would not want... I would not have been willing to give them... They got the number 13 overall. I, I would not have been willing no. to get give them no. any first-round pick no. from Milan I, Lucic. I mean, it, it's a very questionable deal from, from the Kings. Like, I, I think they... I don't understand it, to Listen, be honest. I mean, Boston was, was great once. He's won a cup with them. In my opinion, he is not in the top three or four reasons why they won that cup. No. Um, you know, t- Tim Thomas, uh, certainly I'd put ahead. I, you know, you got to put Zdeno Chara way sure. ahead. Certainly you got to put, um, I put Brad the, Marsh on ahead. Bra- oh yeah. I mean, I definitely. mean, you put, you put Bergeron ahead. Of I mean, there's Bergeron. definitely other factors there. It's not that Lucic, I'm not excited about seeing Lucic six times. A year. No, I'm not saying I'm excited about but, it, but, but I'm, that kind of price, that's not the type of player that you want the sharks involved in for that kind of price. Right. Dude, we've said the name, Martin Jones. Should we just jump right to that? Yeah, Martin Jones traded today for uh, the first-round pick next year and Sean Curley, who is a guy that we liked, I remember distinctly, in a prospects game. Yeah, that's right. But is unsigned. Right. um, Writes to to Curley. So the Sharks get a goaltender. This seems to be, if we look at other uh, picks, uh, we saw Robin Lehner. Uh, and David Leguan go for a first-round pick, although Leguan was probably a salary uh, dump by the Sabres. Um, so, you know, we've seen backup goaltenders go for this kind of price. Certainly the Sharks paid uh, a pretty significant 
uh, price for this guy, Jones. Dude, can you make me feel good about that? Well, I'll tell you, if you look at the list of names that moved, okay, uh, Cam Talbot was the player that I wanted. Right. I mean, that would have been the guy that would have been higher up on the list. Uh, Eddie Lack, I would take Martin Jones over Eddie Lack. I feel like I Lack has too. had his shot and couldn't seize, uh, it. couldn't seize it. And Lack went for a second and a seventh. So mm-hmm. um, I, I would have been... I guess okay with that. I mean, no, I probably I would have been a little underwhelmed with that. I'm just not mm-hmm. not excited about Eddie Lack. Uh, Auntie Ranta, you know, was intriguing, but he slipped all the way to third on the Blackhawks, actually to fourth because they're kind of looking at uh, a guy coming back from the KHL, so they really didn't want him at all. And Robin Leonard, mm-hmm. who I didn't want any part of, right. went for a first also. Right. So if you look at that, I mean, the prices were super high for goalies. And as soon as the Bruins got... Except for Niemi. Well, well, well Niemi... We'll, we'll get to that in a we'll, second. We'll talk about that. But um, Martin Jones is big. Yeah. His career save percentage is over 920. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, the upside on him is, is high. Yeah. And you look at that for a young team. He's 25. I go, okay, this is the type of guy that I wanted to get. Mm-hmm. Was, is he worth a first-round pick? If he starts 60 games... And he has, you know, a, a save percentage, you know, at nine fifteen. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, he is. All right, if he's going to be around for ten years and be the Sharks' next goalie, yes, yeah, it's, it's worth good. it. It's a good deal. But, um, but that's not for certain. No, it's not for certain. You know, and uh, someone asked me, you know, is he going to share time with Staylock? And my answer was, no, no, yeah, no he, way. It's his job to lose. This is his job. He's going to have to beef it, Royal. If he do, if it's a timeshare, this is a terrible, terrible trade. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. We wanted Staylock to contend for the starting goalie last year. What's wrong with Staylock contending? Well, this I think year? he should be given the right to contend. But if Martin Jones doesn't seize the starting role outright, yeah, this is a bad trade. Yeah, I, then you, yeah, then you, then you beefed it bad. I mean, the, that then you gave up a first for a. I mean, could have James Reimer for less, you know. But, okay, so let's look at the other side. I mean, Martin Jones doesn't have a lot of NHL experience. He has roughly the same amount of NHL games in Staylock. He played a significant amount of time in the NHL just like Staylock. Why is he better than Staylock? I can't answer that question. I don't know why. But clearly, around the league, he's viewed as better. I I can try to answer that question. Okay, so I did a little stats mining because this is what I do. Because I saw some tweets, people were like, what's the deal? He's the same as Staylock. And they look at last year's statistics, of which there's not a lot, because right. neither played a, lo- a ton of games. So I'll, I'll call a little small sample size on that one. But one thing that Fear the Fin said in their article about Jones brought my eye to it. And he says, and they said, Martin Jones has a 921 save percentage with over 5,000 shots in the AHL. Okay, the AHL is not the NHL. I understand that. So maybe you know those numbers don't exactly translate. And I said, hmm. You know, Staylock has a lot of NHL games, too. So I ran Staylock's AHL numbers because that's sort of an apples-to-apples comparison. You don't want to compare 30 games against 30 games. Who cares? Guy gets hot for 30 games. It doesn't mean anything. Right. But if you're playing, you know, 200 games or 100 games, that's a little bit different. So Staylock has has faced over 4,000 shots in the AHL. So they're somewhat comparable in that regard in terms of experience. Not not as uh, experienced as Martin Jones. And Staylock's save percentage in the AHL is 908. Mm-hmm. And Martin Jones is 921. So you ask me why Jones is better, that's why Jones is better. Right. I think you can look at the fact that he was viewed as a commodity 
at the draft. He was viewed as an asset. Yeah. Alex Stalock could not have been included in a trade for Milan Lucic. Like that right. would not have been Right. That wouldn't have been he's not on the same level of player in in the views of talent evaluators. So it doesn't mean that Stalock won't be a good player down the road. And it doesn't even mean that he won't be a better player than Jones. Yeah, we don't, we don't know. know. I mean and, and and if the Sharks win the whole damn thing with Stalock you know, in in net and Jones carrying his lunch. You know, nobody's going to care. But <laughs> I, I didn't even that. see that. Uh, I didn't see that either. Dude. Anyway, anyways, Michael Scarbos got traded. We we all missed it. I wonder why. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, but the the pressure's on here for sure. I mean, the, the Sharks have have gone all in with Martin Jones, and the Sharks have gone all in in a big way because now they've traded their their second one of their seconds and their first round pick in 2016 for a team that is rebuilding mm-hmm. that is not a good recipe dude no where you go okay next year well, the sharks are not winning the cup this year ladies and gentlemen we all know yeah. that right right so the sharks are still rebuilding and a team that's rebuilding has has one pick in the top 60 yeah that is is concerning yeah uh, yeah, I don't. I don't like that either. I don't so want to think about that. This is my theory moving forward, dude. Let okay, because because I I did I said this, dude. I told you, dude. Did I not tell you that we we're going to get Martin Jones? I you said we we're going to get Martin Jones. You did on draft day. I said Martin Jones is coming back to San Jose or one of the Bruins goalies. Um, and I just I, it didn't make any sense that that Boston had four goalies. They're never going to keep him. I think mm-hmm. that, that was the plan all along mm-hmm. was to flip him. They probably knew the Sharks wanted him, and they probably knew that that's what they could get. It was the double host to Dean Lombardi. Take it, take it, Dean. All right. Well, also I think uh, maybe Tom or somebody else said on the blog comments that that uh, it may have been a situation where the Kings had Martin Jones available. Doug Wilson knew that, and they told the Bruins, "Hey, you trade for him." And then we'll give you a premium if you trade him to us. Right. And, Which could have happened. Evidently, you know, according, I think it was Kevin Kurz wrote that, or Elliot Friedman, that after uh, Martin Jones was traded to the Bruins, Doug Wilson was like at their table like instantly. Yeah. Like, yeah. And Doug Wilson came out today and said, this was the guy that we wanted. Right. Like, this was the top goalie that we wanted. And when he became available, we had to, we had to make it happen. So, you know, in some ways, you give Doug Wilson the benefit of the doubt. Um, but, uh, he certainly paid a high price for him and, and we're going to see, but I think that there's a move coming, dude. There's no way the sharks are going to go into the draft next year without a first. And I think somehow they're going to get a first by trading something, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, just don't see the team going into next year with no first round pick. Mm. That seems very strange. Yep. So what's coming? I don't know, but, uh, something dude, if I'm, if I'm being Nostradugus, Nostradutus. I think the Sharks will make some sort of deal in the next year that brings them back a first because a team on the rebuild can't have one pick in the top 60. Yeah. It doesn't work. No, it doesn't work out. Dude, UFA is coming. Yes. Uh, I, I know we're, we're anxiously looking forward to that. Um, <laughs> Are you being sarcastic? Slightly. Um, just to get the ball rolling, we have Tracy who says, word is we're in on Franzen, dude, and just to get some rumors swirling. Yeah. Uh, Cody Franzen, are you in? Well, I, I think w- the Sharks need to add a defenseman. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I mean, the Sharks, are. you're looking at who they have. They just re-signed Brendan Dillon. They've got Mirko Mueller. They've got who you're assuming is going to play, but maybe not. Yeah. I mean, maybe he is better served playing a full year with Barracudas. 
I don't know what their plan was. It didn't really work out to have it, them on the big Is it club. Barracudas or Barracuda? No, I don't know, dude. Dude, dude. dude we're going to get hung up on this. I got to know. Dude. It's Barracudai. Is it like sheep? The Barracudai. <laughs> um, so you've got Dylan for sure. You've got Braun. Mm-hmm. You've got Vlasic. And you've got Burns. Burns, yeah. And then Mueller, maybe. Right. So then you need a sixth person. It's not going to be Hannon. We know that. It's not going to be I, Irwin. I do not think it's going to be Matt Irwin. I don't think there's any other prospect that's ready to come up and play, Mm-mm. right? So they're going to add someone through trade or free agency or maybe even two guys. The Sharks have about uh, $12 million to spend, and that's not including Martin Jones's new contract. Right. you got to figure Martin Jones is going to get two, two mm-hmm. and a half million, yeah, right? that sounds about so right. So let's just say they have $10 million left, okay? It's not going to get any Emmy money. Oh, my God. Can you believe that contract? No. It's so Dallas so traded for Antoniemi. The Sharks got a seventh so round stupid. pick for him. And then they signed him to like a four and a half million dollar a year deal. That's crazy. The it's, idea that he would even get a raise is crazy to me. It's so stupid. Yeah, I can't believe yeah, they did really that. Really stupid. Wow. Anyways, you look at the Sharks. They made an effort last year to make the righty lefty, righty lefty, righty lefty match. So mm-hmm. if you're looking at what they need, they need a righty, they mm-hmm. need a right handed shot. So the two two unrestricted free agents, high-end unrestricted free agents that match that are Mike Green and Cody Franson. Mm -hmm. Franson's 27. Green is 29. Yeah. All right. Are you comfortable giving these gentlemen five years, 25 million? Well, I mean, Green, that's a no-brainer, but I don't think he's going to, I think he's going to go for more than that. Are you comfortable giving? You're going to give him the same six thirty three that Jeff Petrie got? Don't you think? I mean, Green. That's probably what he's going to get. I mean, you know, he's probably going to get that. He's Better playing than third, Jeff Petrie. He's play, playing third pairing minutes for the Caps. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this guy. You're going to give him almost six million dollars. Yeah, I'm not excited about giving that kind of money to either of those guys. Frankly, not I'm not either. So I I wonder if the Sharks are really going to be in on something like that. And the fact that they were looking at BXA makes me think that someone more like a Paul Martin mm-hmm. would be the guy that they'd be looking at here. Right. Now, I, I more can't of remember. like a veteran guy that yeah, maybe or, they don't have to commit or, 80 um, years to. You know, I wish Johnny Oduya had oh, the do, other. Do, did, we talk, did we not talk about Dylan? We didn't talk about Dylan. Okay. Well, because we're talking about defense, right. right? I mean, we've re-signed Brandon Dylan a five-year deal. It's like a three over $3 million cap hit. Um, fair numbers, it's you good, know. It's a good deal. I mean, you consider that someone like uh, Derek Engeland is getting three million dollars. Yeah. I mean, Brandon Dillon's definitely worth three million dollars in that kind of cap world, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't mind this resigning at all. I don't think it's a onerous contract to, and I, I think he probably wanted term. He probably wanted the five years. Yeah, and, they bought out some free agency. They right. bought out two years of free agency with him. But the Sharks need another demon. They do need another one. And I think they need a puck mover. If you look at who they've got, mm-hmm. they really need a puck mover. So where do you go? I mean, the, the guys, I mean, Sakara's 29. He's a puck mover. He shoots from the left. Mm-hmm. I'm just, and I've never really been that excited about him. Yeah. You know, I feel like he's... Uh, Aduya, I love Aduya. You know, right. he's 33, and he's going to... I think someone is... Gonna, gonna way someone like him. Edmonton is going to give him yeah. way too much money. And you don't want to get involved in that. You know, Erhoff shoots from the other side. Yeah. You know, so is that someone, I mean, if you can get Erhoff at a year deal, you yeah. do that. Yeah. Paul Martin's also left. He's 34. Mm-hmm. 
But the Bieksa thing makes me feel like that's the direction that they're going. That's where they want to go. That yeah. They want to go with a veteran guy. Yeah. So I, of I those understand. names I just mentioned, on the free agency market, who do you think the target is? Oh, who the target is. Or none. You could say none. Yeah. Who do I want the target to be or who do I think the target is? Who do you, th- who do you want them to get of any of those players that I just mentioned? I think it'd be fun to get Erhoff back, frankly. <laughs> but the thing is, I you know, considering you make, you made all that money, I'm worried that you have to overpay him. So I, I'm not that in. But, yeah, but Paul, Paul hear- Martin to me is a DW kind of move. He's a guy that was was really good once. He's faded a little bit. He was on a terrible defensive core with the Penguins last year. And you know, this is a guy that maybe not a lot of huge, not a lot of people are really thinking about that much. And you might be able to get him for cheap. Paul Martin. Do you want Paul Martin at three years, twelve million? You I want him for him th- three years. I wouldn't give him three years. He's gonna get it. You think? Yeah. Then I don't want him. He's gonna get it. I don't want him. I'll take See, Wade Redden. We were gonna give BX a three years, reportedly. Yeah. I don't like that deal either. Oof, oh, dude. I mean, I. What do you want, dude? What are you looking for? What do you think? You got somebody in mind? I, I would say, well, off that list, I would say pass. I mean, I would yeah. say pass and go to the trade market like that. And I would rather see the Sharks take a look at a younger player. They were rumored to be involved in getting Griffin Reinhardt and mm-hmm. DW struck out there too. Right. You know, now Edmonton even giving up a low first and a second to get him. So, yeah. you know, were the Sharks offering their first next year and their second? I mean, like, I, we don't know what they were offering, but that's the kind of player that I would like to see them try and get. A young player who can grow with Mirko Mueller into this team instead of drafting some guy who's seen better days or, right. or not drafting, but signing a guy who's seen better days or getting involved in a bad... I don't want to be the team that signs Cody France into 5 and 25. Yeah, right. I understand. Because, you know... You don't want to be the one team, you know, there's like two big guys and you're one of the teams that signed them. Because it, if you look at the last five years of, of July 1st, it very rarely works out for those teams. Oh, I mean, you look at Washington, they gave all that money to Brooks Orpik and they gave all that money to Matt Niskin and it didn't, it didn't yeah. work out. No, it didn't. Like, neither of those guys were the reason that the Capitals were, they might have been involved in them being better, but they were not the reason they were better. Right. So, I, I just, I don't see it being... A solution. Now, I mean, it's not that the player wouldn't be a good fit, mm-hmm. you know, or wouldn't be helpful. But I don't know if sure. I want to get involved in that. Yeah. You know, I don't think either of those guys are going to be worth the money. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I don't want to see the Sharks like wildly overpay at some five or six year deal that they can't get out from under later on when it craps out. And that's what I think the Kings are probably going to end up doing with Lucic, which is one of the reasons why I don't want him. And, you know, you know, there's still talk of the Sharks being interested in Matt Bolesky. I oh, really God. hope that I, that's I not the that. case. Yeah. You know, I, I think that that's the perfect example of a guy who's going to get way overpaid and let someone else do it. You know, let the Devils do it, and then they'll be sitting there again with another really stupid contract. <laughs> so I think the Sharks, if Doug Wilson's done one thing, he's done a pretty good job of not getting involved in that kind of crap. Right. You know, if you've got a player that's really good, that's going to be an impact player, you know, when he was chasing Chara several years ago, that makes sense. You know, Mm -hmm. back up the truck for Shea Weber, back up the truck for Chara, back up the truck for Mike Green. I don't know. Yeah. The Caps don't even want him anymore. Right. 
So, I mean, at one time, this guy was going to be a perennial Norris favorite, it seemed like. This guy was just like an offensive dynamo. Yeah. And he's really faded since then. I know it's he's not that he couldn't help the team. Could oh, he help no. the team? Absolutely. Of course he could. Oh, yeah. But, but for the term, maybe yeah. not. Yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, it's very strange. So, anyway, um, I'm sorry, dude. I, I'm having technical difficulties. Oh, there, fixed. Okay, um... <laughs> So are we done? No, we're not done. <laughs> it's just like, is this machine gonna turn on? <laughs> Mike got a new computer. It wouldn't be a and podcast. The computer unless, had decided that we were done. It wouldn't be a podcast <laughs> unless I mess something up. All right, dude. So let's see. Let's end with Mike Richards, dude. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Richards, I guess they found a way to not only buy him out, they actually terminating his contract, which means they don't even have to pay him at all. We'll see. There's a rumor. No one knows exactly what happened, but the, but Pierre Maguire and somebody else referred to a quote-unquote border incident. Border incident? Yeah. We'll see. I mean, you know... what You know what you have to think in that situation? I mean, this is pure speculation, I'm guessing. I mean, he had to have been caught with something trying to cross the border. He was carrying, right? He, he pulled a... He pulled a, uh, a stole or whatever. He pulled, oh, man. Yeah. I mean... He was carrying it, weed. He, maybe he was... Oh, I hope he was actually building a tunnel. That would have been cool. <laughs> He's actually... They found him digging. He was digging a tunnel to Canada. Apparently, that they were involved in trade talks with Edmonton, I guess. And first of all, why would you be involved in trade talks? <laughs> for Mike Richards. I, I, I mean, like, know. why would you want him, period? I mean, this guy is a sack of garbage. Yeah, now he At is, this yeah. point, right? Yeah. And... Then they like abruptly stopped the trade talks once they found out whatever happened, and then they terminated him. We'll see, dude. Like I, I, I really hope that this ends up being reversed, and the Kings are screwed. Well, they'll buy him out. I know, but they'd be screwed. I mean, they, yeah. they would be so screwed. Yeah. Um, by the whole thing. So, um, and the Kings are ending up being you know the island of misfit toys, right? With yeah. all the legal problems that they've had. Yeah. It's turned out uh, maybe the shine is coming off the Kings' nickel. They're like the Browns. <laughs> the Kings <laughs> the of the Browns. Browns of the NHL. Yeah, dude. Uh, good stuff. Uh, let me ask you one question before we stop, dude. Yeah. As we head into you know free agency, would you rather mm. have mm. Mike Green mm. for six years and $33 million or Dion Phaneuf at 7 and 49 Oi. Wow. Um, that's a tough one. I think I'd rather have Mike Green. He's younger and it's fewer years. Period. Would you rather have Matt Bolesky? No. Whoever the other guy is. I'd rather have Ray- Wade Redden for six years and $33 million. God, dude, you're ruining my game. I don't want Matt Bolesky. Okay. I don't care what's on the other side. All right. I really don't. Do you have any interest in Phil Kessel? I'll take Mike Richards. Do you have any interest in Phil Kessel? I mean, I admire his talent. Do the Sharks really need another guy who's like... This is an easy answer, dude. It, it, do the Sharks really need another guy who's bad in the locker room? No. no. The answer is no. They don't. no. no they I mean, don't. you have no interest in Phil Kessel. Do you have interest in Dion Phaneuf? Maybe. I do I mean, have some Maybe, interest. and there's yeah. been rumored that the Sharks do have interest in but I wouldn't give them anything for him. Yeah. Like, this is not... If they would take some of his contract, because teams can do that now, they can take some of the salary... They can take some of his salary. I I'd listen. You know what do you what are you thinking? You know for enough if you take a third of his contract in terms of dollars and cap hit or whatever it is, 
I, w- I would consider it, you know, depending on what's going, what's happening, what's going the other way. So I wouldn't give them anything of value, anything of that impacts the Sharks' future. I wouldn't. What about like, David Clarkson? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there, there are those cap dump names that are still out there. Patrick Sharp's name is out there. Yeah. Um, and for the Sharks, just don't have interest in that. Like, I don't think that would he help the team next year? Sure. Yeah, yeah. But but not not the solution. I mean, the Sharks should be looking at things that are going to help them, not next year necessarily, but in three years. Mm-hmm. You know, things like Griffin Reinhardt, that would have been an interesting trade, mm-hmm. right? Dougie Hamilton. Dougie Hamilton, yeah. Uh, Carl Hagelin. I mean, a young player that would be around for years that could help the team once the current regime of old maids are gone, dude. And, and the Sharks will be sort of retooling around this hurdle Meyer Goldolbin factor, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you want to have players that can help there and not just now. Well, dude, I'm looking forward to July 1st as we are every single year with so much promise and the sharks <laughs> end up doing nothing. This is, you know, this is going to be the year that they do something and something really stupid. No, come on, dude. I, I have a bad feeling about it. Do you? Yeah. I just do. The whole BXA thing makes me really nervous. Yeah. I'm the uncomfortable that, about that. That they were that desperate that they were going to give a second and sign him to an extension makes me nervous. Uh, yeah. It makes me nervous for what might be coming that, that they could be overvaluing, you know, are giving term to like a Barrett Jackman or something like that. Where yeah. you go, gosh, really just not the move that needs to happen. All right, dude. Well, we'll reconvene next week and we'll talk about all the goings on, uh, from UFA day. Of course you can tweet at us or email questions at dudes on hockey, but we'll be back. And summertime is still good. Lots of fun things to talk about in the NHL. Martin Jones. show want to get your questions on the air email questions at dudesonhockey.com dudes on hockey is not affiliated with the san jose sharks organization or the national hockey league